Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. In today's episode, we are again continuing with clips from Bootcamp because like I said, there was so much juicy content that week that I couldn't not share it in the podcast over these next few weeks. So, so far we've talked about, you know, kind of creating content that sells. Last week we talked about kind of writing calls to action and getting people to take action from our posts. So if you haven't listened to those, I highly recommend going up and catching up with them. But it's all right to listen to these episodes in isolation as well. You don't have to follow one on after another. Uh, So today, what we're going to do is we're going to be listening to a clip where I'm talking all about how to create really good hooks in your posts. So just a bit of context for you. What we want to do when we're writing content online, if you want to follow like a really simple framework just to start with, essentially what you want to do is first of all, have a hook. So the hook is what grabs people's attention and pulls them in. Now, this is the thing on social media, we are all flicking and scrolling so quickly. So we need to make sure that we're writing things that's punchy, grabbing people's attention, you know, stop the scroll and essentially get them to click on the see more part. So we get that little bit of engagement and they start to read and engage with what we're doing. Then you need to have the main body of your text, like the context or the content or whatever you're writing about. And again, that needs to be very much focused on like your audience and giving them value. Then we need to have your offer. So again, you always want to be talking about what you're offering at the moment. What are you selling? How can people work with you? Like don't make it difficult for people to know how they can work with you. That's so important. And then finally, the last bit is the call to action. So this again, you know, is what we talked about last week. And that's all about, you know, writing a line or a sentence that really encourages people to go do something with the information you've given them. So whether that's getting involved in the conversation, clicking on your link, inquiring to work with you, all sorts of different things. And, you know, we this whole kind of framework we have here, each of the different parts of it is meant to inspire people, is meant to like pique their curiosity. You know, ultimately, it's meant to help them to kind of get to know you, who you are as a person, and ultimately want to buy buy your products, buy your services and want to work with you. Lots of people get stuck with hooks and that's why I really wanted to share this episode with you today. Now, one thing I'll say, and I talk about at the end of the clip as well, but a quick spoiler alert, is that the good news is that when you're writing a hook, this isn't necessarily, even though it's the first part of your text, it's not the first thing you have to write. For me, what I do is I write the body of my text, I write the call to action, I think about what people want to do and then the hook is the very last thing I write. A little bit like some people when they write novels, you know, they write the story, and then the title of the novel comes to them at the end. This is a very sort of similar process almost. And I'm going to talk about that in this uh, audio clip that I have for you. So let's just get to it and dive straight into the mini training that I did. We are looking today at different types of hooks. So 
There are lots of different types, but I've kind of got five main ones for us to look at today. So we're going to look at ones that are all to do with like creating a bit of intrigue and mystery, facts and science, FOMO, so fear of missing out, challenging beliefs, as in to challenge other people's beliefs, a bit of storytelling as well. So I thought for this session, what we could do is kind of get our creative hats on a little bit today. So number one. So this is all to do with creating intrigue and mystery. So the idea of this is to create kind of vague but irresistible hooks that make people want to find out more. So it's, you know, you're not really giving anything away in that opening sentence. So the kind of things you could be doing for this is stuff like, I couldn't believe it when my client told me this, dot, dot, dot. Another thing as well is always use like emojis. So I've, I've not used emojis in Canva just for the sake of ease, but like where I've put dot, 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 what I would do on social media is actually do a little arrow down something like that. So again, that there is just a subtle nod to people to like point down and click on the see more. Other things, it's been so long, but the time is finally here to share some exciting news with you. So these sorts of things here could be like, this one here could be really good if you're like introducing a new offer or something that, you know, you've been working on in the background. This one here, I have a special gift for you. This, so another thing with hooks, just to quickly add to this, is not only are these great for like opening sentences on your social media, if you go into the world of email marketing, which I really strongly suggest everybody here should start using email marketing if you're not already, these sorts of hooks are great as your subject lines on emails. So whenever I do an email that says, I have a gift for you, oh, it gets my highest open rates. <laughs> so I have to be, can't do the same hook every week, but you know, I strategically use it every couple of months. Based on this here, so for example, in terms of like, well, you might be thinking, what is this special gift? So another thing, we talk about this a little bit tomorrow when it comes to email marketing, is you might create things like lead magnets. So these are essentially freebies that people download to get them on your email list. So that could be a special gift. So these are examples of things that could be like a gift for somebody. Maybe if you're planning to go live and you're going to like, you know, share some advice or ideas or tips or something like that, then again, that can be something that you could use this little hook for. So, so often I talk to my clients about this when we're talking about creating content and saying how like, you know, we think about sharing stuff, but in our mind, it's so obvious to us because it's what we do, it's what we do in our day to day. So what I would do is like, for example, I would think about like a really easy tool or something or like resource that maybe I use all the time, but my clients don't. And when I had a session with them and maybe they said, oh, I've never heard of that before. I could do something off the back of today so I could say I couldn't believe no one had heard of this dot 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 Trello is my favorite app because and then I'd launch all about it and then my offer would be I talk about how I train you with it and then the call to action is let me know if you want help with your project management systems something like that so I'm kind of I'm always thinking as well like in my sessions that I'm running like this is my content like what I'm doing with you guys is my content it's what I want to talk about and it's the same with you when you're working with your clients the kind of things they're saying and talking about is going to be what comes up for you to kind of talk about because the clients you're working with right now are hopefully your ideal clients so you want more of them so think about kind of what their questions are what they're asking you and that's what we translate into content number two facts and stats really facts and statistics so for example so i kind of just chose a random statistic to share with you here this is the kind of thing that you could do so the idea with this is you're trying to think about things that maybe like surprise people or things that they just might not know so again you this is all about you sharing off your expertise and your credibility as well here i found a study that said 70 percent of people never or rarely post on social media so what does this mean for you 
Well, for you guys as marketers, this is fantastic because it means that so many people in your audience are on there lurking. I always say this, one of my favorite phrases when it comes to marketing, if you're ever having a day where you feel like, I can't be bothered to show up, you know, I'm not in the mood, what's the point? When that sort of maybe self-doubt creeps in, I always say to my clients and also say to myself, your next client is watching you at the moment. They're watching you. They're reading what you're saying. They might not be interacting. In fact, there's probably a 70% chance that they're just lurking in the background. And then when the time's right, when that right post, you know, comes out for them, that's when they'll click on it and make contact with you. So I find this so much, you know, like in my online world, I have people who are really active and talk to me a lot. But they're not necessarily my clients. A lot of my clients are actually people who've watched me in the background and then kind of almost, you know, come in through the back door and like book to call with me and then sort of come in quietly around the side. So this is why, again, consistency is so important on social media, because just because you're not seeing people interacting doesn't mean they're not doing it. When it comes to marketing, I market to the bill payer. <laughs> the person who's making the decisions at the end of the day. So in my education business, it would have very much been to parents because I was working with like 10 year olds, nine and 10 year olds. Although some of us here do A-level. So, you know, they're almost a little bit more kind of more adults making their own kind of independent decisions. So for them, I would maybe market more towards them because they're more likely to be on social media, persuading them in a way that's like showing them the value of it so that they then go and say, you know, to the bill player, this is something I really need to help me. I don't ever kind of teach like a one size fits all approach. All of your audiences are, are unique. You know, I can't give you kind of this one blueprint and say, everyone go do this and you'll all get exactly the same results. So what we'll do is stuff like talking about, so we do like a strategy call, like when you sign up, we have a one-to-one strategy call and we kind of deep dive into, right, what is it exactly that you want to do here? And we'll talk about like, who is your ideal audience? Like, where are they? That's the most important thing. There's no point me talking to you about Facebook if no one's buying over there. So maybe we have to look at like LinkedIn. And then we kind of like look at like a strategy from there. Okay, well, how do you get the content out there? How do you start to attract the right people? And then go from there, really. Uh, If you're using the same content, how do you present that differently on various platforms? So it would be like... For example, on Instagram, you're probably going to do a lot better with things like a little reel or like a carousel. Instagram has been a big old hot mess for the last two years, I'm going to be honest. I don't think they know what they're doing or what they want to be. Their algorithms keep changing all the time, what sort of stuff they're promoting. But generally, a kind of single static post doesn't do that well, or is at least like a reel that's really short and repeats itself or a carousel. Both of them can be interacted with. So you're going to get more response from that. When you then take that, say, carousel of like five posts and put it on Facebook, you can't see it as a carousel. Like you you don't flick through the pictures, do you? It comes up as this like big block of, of pictures. It doesn't look as neat. And again, the chances of people clicking on it, they're going to see all these little tiles with text on. It's not going to be that engaging. So like, for example, what I would do is repurpose those tiles and have more just a singular tile, but the same content, but more in a post. This is where my hook comes in. I'd write a really good hook to get people to click on it so that they read the content that maybe would have been on the carousels. And then LinkedIn, you can be a lot more creative with LinkedIn now. Like it's it's a bit more of a chilled out place than it maybe used to be three years ago. <laughs> you can have a bit more fun over there with stuff. But again, on there, you know, I you can do carousels on LinkedIn. Formatting might be slightly different. All sorts of different things. You know, again, within like LinkedIn, I keep it super simple. That's where I just use like the picture of me. I don't tend to use many graphics. I personally don't want to spend hours of 
my day on Canva faffing around with small graphics. So I'd rather just have a simple bank of pictures that I can just kind of rinse and repeat and use through. So hook number three is FOMO, fear of missing out, probably one of the most effective. This is all about sharing teasers that make your audience feel like they're missing out on something exciting or beneficial to them. Our clients couldn't believe how well this worked. So this is a really great one again when you're doing it with a post we talked about yesterday where you're talking about your own unique style or maybe the way that you deliver things. This is a really great little hook to kind of get people reading that. If you're doing a lead magnet, so many people have signed up for insert lead magnet name. Have you got your copy yet? So again, as like numbers start building, you can start doing little posts like this, pushing it out. And one of the best ones, if you're offering like a sort of group program or a service with limited numbers, the countdown of so many spaces left is one of the best ways to create a bit of urgency with people to get them to contact you and book. Thinking about kind of, I don't know about you guys, but like how often have you seen something and thought that looks great, I'm gonna book onto that. And then you never do or you totally forget about it. Or by the time you come to it, either the date's gone or it's run out of places. And, you know, we it's it's such an easy, innocent thing to do because, again, we're just scrolling through social media. And, you know, a quite, I'm, I'm super guilty of this. When I decide I want to do something, I've booked it in my head. The actual physical process <laughs> hasn't happened, but in my head, I've made the decision I'm going. So lots of customers are like this as well. And actually, I talk a lot about this in this like a sales strategy side of my training is how like reaching out to people and reminding them is not a bad thing. Like you're not nagging them. You're just giving them a nudge and a reminder. And actually what I find when I give people those nudges, they say, thank you. They don't block me. <laughs> they appreciate the reminder to kind of, you know, come on board if that's what they want to do. And that I will caveat and say is in the context where they've already said to me they're interested. I don't just cold DM people, don't worry. <laughs> That's not a strategy that works. <laughs> Number four. So this is the one of challenging people's beliefs. So this is all about kind of grabbing people's attention by maybe highlighting in a kind way, like a mistake that they might be making or like a trick that they might be missing. So this is almost like your little like quick hacks. Like don't we all love a quick hack to things? Things like I wish more, insert your ideal client, knew this. This is a great way of attracting the people that you want to work with as well. Almost things that you kind of sit there and like pull your hair out over thinking, you know, oh, if people just did this one thing, it would make their lives so much easier. And the kind of thing you share with your clients. So that's a good one. Three things you need to stop doing or thinking for whatever the goal is to happen. And then want to know something that doesn't work, but you're probably doing it anyway. The last one is storytelling hooks. So this is kind of a little bit, we've kind of talked about this actually with some other examples. So this one is like your opening line that kind of captures people's imagination and makes them want to see how it all ends. So this would be a really good one for actually like a long format post. So things like, we never thought this would happen. I've actually gone against my own rule here and said we. <laughs> We say don't use we. So only use we if there genuinely is more than one of you. So like in my education business, it's me and a business partner. So I would say we, like the collective us who runs the business. If it was anything though to do with my own views or like within my business here, it would be I. Or if I was doing it about the community, like Love Mondays Club community. But I wouldn't say we, I'd be specific and say, you know, my clients never thought this would happen or inside Love Mondays Club, we never thought this would happen, being specific. Something incredible happened yesterday, 
this would be a great post for like, for example, if you've had a client who's had like an amazing result or they've had a bit of a breakthrough or, you know, just just something really good happened. That that kind of, you know, when you get that feel good feeling with one of your clients, this would be a great one to kind of be a story opener to talk about, you know, that journey, like how they came to you, what their problems were, what you did together. And now, like, what's the fantastic result at the end of it? Once upon a time in a insert your industry far, far away. Something like that, a bit cheesy, but I bet a lot of us would click on it because it would be very out of the norm of stuff that we see on social media. So another thing with social media as well is like, have fun with it, like be creative, experiment. Like, you know, you might feel a bit like, oh, I don't know if that's my voice. I don't know if I'd write something like that. But like, why not experiment, have a go. And then like at the end of the week or in two weeks time, just look at your stats and see which of your posts you've put out got the most engagement. And actually, that's going to give you a really good indicator for the next few weeks, what your audience like, like what's the style that they like reading? What are they clicking on? What are they engaging with? So much of this marketing is an experiment. Because again, also our audience are always, you know, what, what worked a few years ago doesn't necessarily work anymore. You know, a few years ago, so for example, five years ago on Facebook, people made so much money using Facebook ads, just kind of like, just just selling things on Facebook and you know the the way that we used social media is that we would click on things and buy things quite quickly whereas now we've all become a lot kind of savvier to it and actually people find they don't make sales really easily and actually now you know the cost of ads has gone up and you have to have quite a high ticket thing to sell rather than you know like a little 30 pound course or something like that the kind of marketing and like sales industry is always slightly changing online so that's why you do also want to keep trying new things and you know stay fresh and almost stay a bit of like a step ahead of these things as well taking it over once upon a time as an example how would you follow that with a call to action so i guess it depends on what it is if I was being like very creative with this I would do like once upon a time in I don't know the online teaching world far far away and then I'd maybe tell a story about like a tutor who had just left the classroom was setting up their business was full of enthusiasm but suddenly hit the wall of overwhelm and there was so much to do there was so much to think about all they wanted to do was teach but actually suddenly they were an accountant a marketer an admin person, a complaints handler, <laughs> you know, all the hundreds of hats that we wear when we're running a business. And then I would talk about, you know, in the story that then they then, for example, discovered Love Mondays Club and how all of that support was packaged up for them. And then the call to action would be, does this sound like you? Would you benefit from this kind of support? Come and join us today. It's almost like it would be a story of like discovery how one of my clients discovered me. For my education, it would be, you know, in a online forum far, far away, there was a parent desperately scrolling for answers and couldn't find it. Hundreds of people were giving different suggestions. None of them seemed clear or they were working. Why were these exams so mysterious? It felt like everyone knew a secret that they didn't. And then they discovered the 11 plus English club where everything is, you know, packaged up for them in a nice, beautiful bow on top, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So again, it's all that like discovery. A quick tip as well. So today I've given you like lots of examples of different kind of hooks that you can use. But if you're kind of, you know, writing from scratch totally by yourself, my tip is always to do like the body of your text first and then leave your hook to last. Because often as well, it's that whole thing of like, write the body. The main thing you're focusing on is kind of how we've done it this week. Start at the end. What do you want people to do? What's the main aim of it? Then write your body to accompany it. And then finally what's the kind of catchy hook on top and that can link kind of down to like 
what your like what the outcome is or like what your call to action is so there's almost like a bit of circular structure going on there as well Okay, so I hope you found that sort of framework and list of all those different examples that we went through really interesting and it's hopefully filled you with lots of inspiration as well with stuff that you can go away and do in your own content. And again, much like the end of last episode where I said, you know, it's a really good thing to do and always be auditing your own stuff. Like have a look through at your own content and think, you know, is my first line grabbing people's attention? Could it be a little bit more clickbaity, you know, to try and encourage people to engage with me? And again, scroll through social media no look for inspiration look at what other people are doing another really great place is to look is in your inbox and looking at the subject lines of other people's emails because again you know we all get bombarded with quite a lot of emails don't we on a regular daily basis so email providers are always competing to try and get your attention and get you to click on that email and open it and not just delete it straight away so that's another really great place to discover some good hooks and get some inspiration okay i hope you found today's episode helpful and as always if you want to learn more about love mondays club and how i can support you with your marketing and scaling and growing your business please do get in touch the best way to do it is either on social media so you can drop me a message at love mondays club or there'll be a link below where you can book in a direct call with me and we can have a chat about your business and your current marketing we can do a bit of an audit together and ultimately we can have a chat about how love mondays club can help and support you in growing otherwise have a great week and i'll see you next monday Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.